Hi everyone, welcome, it's yours truly, and I have a guest today, my one and only lovely husband, Mark. How you doing? Say hi to the people. How are y'all doing this Sunday? Hopefully good. <laughs> Once again, I am here in my closet, <laughs> alongside my husband, and... This is our new studio, I guess. So, so what's up? What are we going to talk about today? All right, well. What's on the, uh, your agenda here? I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, let's see. I know the last time I said we're going to get into a book, but kind of wanted to steer away from that really quick. And um, ask you a question because I had defined the three calls of God, and those Mm -hmm. of you out there know the first episode I said. So, do you know the three calls of God? You wouldn't let me listen to that first episode, so this isn't fair (laughs) (laughs) for me to be asked about that. (laughs) Three calls of God. Well, we went over it last night. Remember when you said you were listening? You're really sleeping. Yeah. Okay, so let's refresh. Okay, okay. three calls of God. Three calls of God: the general call, mm-hmm. the specific call, yeah, and the immediate responsibilities. Okay. Okay. So the first call, the general, is an invitation to become a Christian mm-hmm. and follow Jesus. Okay. Are you a Christian following Jesus? Yeah, I am. Yeah, when did that start? Well, I mean, it did start when I was a kid. Um, Being raised by a single father. My dad, though, he was spiritual and he was religious. He didn't see eye to eye all the time with the Catholic churches. And that kind of steered him away. Though he is now a lot more active in fellowship and that kind of thing. Um, but with that being said, you know, my grandma would always, um, try to instill that in me. Um, she was Catholic, but it didn't matter if you, if you worship the way she wanted to worship. It didn't matter if you followed the Catholic rules to a T as, you know, if you go into a a church that's a little more faith-based or, um, a little more, um, not faith-based, but like uh, um, a little more based off of grace. You know, they talk about um, the law and how, you know, you're kind of going off of grace more than you are the law now because, you know, you're forgiven for everything. That's the whole reason we're followers of Jesus. And I think she believed that. And I think that's more what she saw, um, she didn't judge anybody. She didn't want anybody to feel like uh, it's too late for them to get into church to make their life right, regardless of what your path is. Um, and it's it's a little hard because, you know, I mean, I went through a kind of a rebellious stage, I guess. And though I, I I've never, I, I can't say I've ever been like an atheist or nothing, but... <clears throat> There was a time where I kind of fell off for a little bit when I was in high school. Um, 
Hence the hard rock. Yeah, you know, when I went through that phase and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, uh, you know, people who listen or, or, or play heavy metal or hard rock are necessarily atheists or non-Christian. Mm -hmm. But that just kind of went with my rebellious stage. And I think uh, um, it's hard not to be a, be a, you know, it's hard not to believe in creation. And so through all of that, I still believed in creation. And I still believe that... Uh, you know, everything was made, everything was created. Um, I feel like everything you look at, I mean, um, everything's got a purpose. It's all um, intelligent design. It's like everything is engineered to coexist or to um, work a certain way. You know, what, what plants expel, we breathe, and what we expel, plants breathe, and turn it back to what we breathe. I feel like everything was put on here for a purpose. Um, you know, you see mankind, um, doing things to help people out, to change lives, to change, to make changes in the world. And I feel like, um, you know, we're, we're put on here, you know, with a purpose. I, I don't feel like any of that would be going on if we were just, we just blew up out of the universe one day and <laughs> everything was created out of necessity or... Whatever the 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 scientific uh, theory on it is. That's true. Um, the next call is a specific call, mm -hmm. and it's a, voca a vocation that is unique to a person. Um, basically, that individual's mission in the world. Do you believe you have a mission in the world? Oh yeah, I mean, I I think. Everybody does. What do you think your mission would be? It's if that's a hard see one. Um, see, I think I'm put here to inspire people and to lift people and to guide them to God when they're down. Mm -hmm. Because I've been through so much health-wise, aside of personal stuff. That I can relate to almost everybody and anybody because I've been through so many different things between heart problems, uh, trying to become a new mother after having children, and um, relationships being, you know, physically and mentally abused, and all of these different things. Let me let you guys know that my husband does not abuse me, okay? Just so we're clear. But <laughs> past relationships I've been through. And um, <clears throat> so I think that with all my experience and how strongly independent I am willed. Does that even make sense? I don't think that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> but <clears throat> I think I'm just there to help people. Just kind of keep people um, stability in their faith and stand next to them when they're just about to fall and just remind them kind of like what i do with you i think um you. i think i think yeah i mean i agree i think i i i do believe that you um you have that calling and i think everybody has a certain calling um if you look though there's a lot of talents and skills and things that people have so sometimes you know you're called by by god your path is not always to uh 
necessarily make a huge difference. It's just to do something that keeps society going or holds society up. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's got some sort of purpose. I think when it comes to um, purpose, as far as jobs go, I mean, you got teachers, you got um, emergency <coughs> responders, and you know people that <coughs> genuinely save lives, and then you got jobs in agriculture and if there was no jobs in agriculture well you'd hunt and grow your own food or you'd starve so um i know i was listening to something can't remember what it was i don't know if it was this reason too but it kind of related to the three calls of god and there was a thing where it said that we don't know why we're here on earth it could be for the smallest thing like yeah. even helping to fix your kid's car yeah. And that's that's your calling right there, like just to help fix their car or to give somebody, you know, um, some food or mm-hmm. you know just just something super small or just be somebody's friend, just mm-hmm. to be a friend to somebody, um, you know. So your call can be very small, or it can be very big. Like you have Christian singers, you know, all those Christian singers out there yeah. that you know provide music, which I love. But, um, you know, <laughs> provide the music to give you that faith, you know, to constantly instill that in you. And um, I love listening to Christian music because it just gives me a whole different emotional, I don't know, an emotional excitement where I feel just overall physically lighter and, and happier. And just like nothing can go wrong, no matter if I'm walking down the street and then I trip over a rock and hit my face or something like I'd still be happy just because the music makes you feel that way it makes you I feel think, like nothing um, can get in the way with your happiness being in uh being back in Maui um where it's all it's, it's always felt like agriculture was kind of attacked in a way um environmentalists moving in and all of that and when oh, there was gosh. the whole uh, anti-gmo movement and that went hand in hand with the anti-cane burning movement. And my dad working for the sugar plantation was really involved in it. And I and I just followed him and got really involved in it. And it really made me think if, you know, what kind of jobs there are out there that, you know, might be something to the USDA or, or there might be something like that. Like being part of agriculture. Um, I, I I got in and, and, you know, the ultimate cause that I guess I joined in a way during that whole time, I wouldn't say we really won. <laughs> um, I, I think everybody got their way that that was on the opposite side. It was just, it was really hard, but it definitely made me realize how important or how passionate I am when it comes to something like agriculture, because... I grew up in agriculture growing up on a ranch and all of that. And I feel like uh, um, if I could continue to be part of that, I, I, f- I feel like that's kind of part of my my mm-hmm. call. I, I have certain skills. I fix, I fix big rigs and those big rigs get everything to the stores and all of that. Um, I feel like... You know, I'm, I'm slowly trying to get to where we're kind of building something up where we're kind of in agriculture again and might raise some beef and all of that and even on the small time if I can 
just be part of that, I guess, and just be a bit of a, you know, help and kind of, if I'm not making a living, at least make a little extra doing that way. And I feel like it can get me involved in whatever's going on, going on agriculturally because uh, we feel very comfortable in Texas. And Texas is one of the last places that's still pretty normal. However, you know, I don't mean that, you know, um, those type of influences might not come this way. It might come this way. And, you know, I feel like if I could be part of that, because I'd, I'd hate to see that happen. It's happening another, all over. Voice and yeah, and, and, and for something like that. So I, I think I've, I've got some, I think everybody's got multiple things that they got to do in there that's on their trail through life, through their roads, through life. And I think that, I think that, you know, a lot of times we try so hard, so hard to try to find a purpose. And if you follow your, your skill sets and if you follow what you're passionate about, you know, I think, you know, a lot of times the Lord, he'll put a passion in you. Sometimes we're just into something, but he'll put a passion into you that you can't get away from. And he does that for a reason. So I think if you really follow that, and you never know, you might follow your passion thinking it's just a small thing and you might end up being some kind of role model or something just through doing that, you know? And so mm -hmm. I think if you really just follow that, follow what you think you should be on, whatever God instills in you, I think you should be kind of picking up whatever your calling might be. It might not be a huge thing. You might not be someone who's healing people or or big time oh, changing lives people, but that's the main exactly thing. we're not we're not miracle workers here he no. works through us exactly so but yeah I, I lost my train of thought now i was going to tell you something you forget what it was i mean it's it's funny because you know a lot of doctors are christians i mean i remember one mm -hmm that went to church with us for a long time and his wife was a nurse in the ER. So it's kind of like, people are like, well, everybody's thanking God, but it was a doctor who, well, he works through people. And that's that's what I mean by yeah. follow your passion and follow your skill sets. He doesn't put you on here with a passion for something and a skill set to do something for no reason, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like uh I feel like I've had a few different skills and I try to I try to follow that, you know, I feel like um driving and being a mechanic and being part of agriculture, I think hey, if you can if you can you know, use more than one of those, you know, you don't you don't get that for no reason. No, you don't. You're Well, See, when you talk like that, it's like, well, I have a heart condition. I can't even get a job. So what is my point, right? But that's when my brain starts to think. And then that's when you start to lose faith. So don't go there. Let's not go there and lose faith. So last episode, I had mentioned my immediate responsibility that God had given me. And um, that's the third calling is your immediate responsibility, which is the task and duties that God calls us to do today. So kind of like how... That lady at AT and T today just randomly offered us a couch or a yeah. love a love seat, yeah. um, which was really nice. 
of her to do so and of course we did accept so thank you but um i mentioned one of the immediate responsibilities that i had and i think you would remember this when um <clears throat> i had gotten my social security i had gotten that lump sum and uh immediately when you got back to the car i told you i'm supposed to give this to amy <laughs> well i told them that and then i told them my pride took over and i didn't give it to her and then i felt super bad after that and now i'm praying for god to use me again because i did not obey him so please obey him even if they are your enemy or was your enemy obey him so have you had any immediate responsibilities or tasks that you believe was god's calling Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think, uh, one thing was, uh, coming across you and just blending our families together. Um, we definitely completed it. On my side, my daughter might have a normal schedule now and all of that, but, you know, she didn't at one point, and so... I think, I think that, that, that kind of for that kind of filled a little bit of what the kids might have been missing. Um, just that sense of family. I think even though, like with with the two here, um, with the two older ones, you know they now they always have a a sense of family, mom and dad and you know, um, that kind of thing. And I'm not saying there won't always be something missing, but it, it, it helps to fill that most of the way. And then with Hazel, you know, um, she comes to mom and dad and then she goes back to mom and dad. It's not just dad's house and mom's house or dad's house and now mom and dad's house or, you know, mom and stepdad's house. So, you know, they always got, a whole, you know, family with two parents, no matter where they're at. Um, I think there's been more, honestly. Um, you haven't been paying attention, have you? <laughs> have you not been paying attention? I've been paying attention. You have? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just asking. It's just a question. It's just a question. Be nice. People can hear you. <laughs> That, um, <laughs> if I answered that one wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. You haven't been listening to God's calling. I think that God crossed our paths together because we both needed a little more of him in different ways. Mm-hmm. You have a real um, specific specific um, way that you need him. Yeah. And I kind of needed him to try to reinforce that I was loved by him. And that he was really there, even though I knew he was there. I guess I kind of steered on the path of making things work my way or just making things work like me forcing things to happen 
I was never a patient person. I'm still not really patient, but I try to be. And I remember after everything settled down with Amy, guys, we got invited to church and we started going. And something just told me that would be good for the kids. I wasn't even thinking of us. Mm-hmm. thinking of the kids. And it ended up being good for all of us. And I think now that I listen to him more, I hear him more, and I keep hearing the word patient. And I guess I'm still not patient because he keeps telling me to be patient in everything that I do and everything that I want out of life. And my biggest biggest pleasure is just to help people Mm -hmm. in any way possible. That's what gives me pleasure. Some people get pleasure from... I don't know, eating, I guess, or something, something weird. I feel weird. a little attacked by that one. <laughs> <laughs> you get pleasure from eating? Uh, I, I do know. enjoy food. <laughs> well, I enjoy food too, but it's not like, like it's, I, I guess yeah, it's more of a passion pleasure. Yeah, yeah, for me. it's a little different. And it's, yeah. I'm passionate about helping people, and I've always wanted to help people in, in yeah. any way I can, no matter what. And some people get offended if you try to help them, so... Then I cry because they get offended. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I try not to. But I believe everybody has a calling. Everybody just needs to put their listening ears on and, and listen to that voice and that little voice inside of you. Yeah. Even when you get into an argument with your spouse and then you're like thinking and this little voice says, just walk away. Well, just walk away because that's God telling you, just walk away. So... <laughs> Um, I don't know what else. It's almost, it's almost going to be half an hour. But, um... I think, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, that's actually, that's actually something really good that you brought up. I think, um, going to, uh, church for the first time. I mean, we were in the middle of, of court battles and mediations. <laughs> and finally in the group message, Amy said, Hey, look, I don't. We can resolve this. We we don't need court. And we sat down and we resolved it. And Devin goes, oh, you, you know, we go to a different church. Oh, you offered to drop Hazel off at their old church. And they said, oh, no, we've been with a different church. And y'all should come by. And there's good food afterwards and all of that. And I felt like that was a very in. personal <laughs> invitation. They lured you in. Um, they lured me with God. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because... I remember on the drive home, I was thinking of it, and I was like, hey, maybe I should suggest it, you know, and then you said, oh, I think we should take them out, we should go to church this weekend, and we let them know, and I remember that was Devin's turn to give the sermon, so it's just kind of funny, with all of that past, all of that going on, that was the sermon that really hit me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, he talked about um, running on the right fuel, using God's love, Showing that, you know, everything that God gave you is a gift and nurturing that and just basing everything, your your job, your house life. And just that's something that hit me. And um, I was sitting there and he goes, you know, you can't put gas in a Ford Power Stroke diesel. And I was like, oh, he made, he made that one special for me. <laughs> you know, he reached out. And sometimes, sometimes help comes from multiple ways. 
Yeah, sometimes it's it's, it's the place you, you least think. expect that yeah, God will send them. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, I mean. And that's what I said, and that's what I said in the first episode was how um, our relationship with, well, my relationship with Amy, really was a war zone, and I know it was like an evil thing because I felt like I hated her in a sense, but hate is a strong word, so don't hate people. But I felt like I did just because I felt like at one point I gained what I wanted, which was another child, yet she was not mine. And because this other person was trying to get on their feet, I took that uh, for granted and I tried to, I don't know what I tried to do, honestly. I, I just didn't like the idea of somebody trying to get ahead in life and then trying to start fresh i guess that's what was happening but in my mind that's not what was happening it was weird i don't know that's your phone by the way it's uh but um no but i i think that um after battling back and forth and realizing that it's not gonna be my way Mm -hmm. and that this child has a mother and a father and she needs both in her life Regardless, she can have four, but we just got to make it work. And that's what we did. It took a lot of me praying and asking for guidance and apologizing and then meaning what I say. Because face it, I've apologized and then I continue to run my mouth. I had a tendency of doing that. And now I don't. I don't know, do I? <laughs> I hope not. No. <laughs> I don't anymore. But... You know, when um, when Amy made that first women's group uh, thing at the park, and I was always, like, the first one there because I just wanted to be there, and it was weird. But I enjoyed it, and people would ask her if we were, like, best friends from high school because we wouldn't act like we were enemies. And it was just funny because when people would hear about our past, it's like, what? It's, it's crazy. And I never, honestly, never would have thought that I'd be friends with this person, I would be going to church with this person, I would meet up to have worship with this person. You know, I never would have thought that. And I see so much more happening as a group and as a family. And we go to where we even invite each other to our children's birthdays. And yet it has nothing to do with Hazel. But like when I had Leanne's birthday... We invited them. We invited the family. We are all considered family now. We're, we're just an extended family, and mm-hmm. that's what we are. And the kids love that, and they see that, you know, it wasn't one person's fault. It was all of us just trying to find that balance and that we had to let go of so many things that we felt was wrong and trying to put up a fight to get our way when really we just had to let God Mm-hmm. We just had to let him in and just let him take care of it because now it's so it's so much better for all the kids, not just for Hazel, but even for the older two, because they see what a real family is versus what a step family is, and we we consider each other as family. Um, their kids are our kids, our kids are their kids. We all see each other as if we are family, and that's 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 how it should be. I don't know. What were you going to say? 
Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I think everything happened for a reason, and though it's been a rocky past, we maybe, uh, I guess we just didn't um, see it for what it truly was, and we took a lot of things the wrong way, and, you know, now looking back on it, you know, it's kind of funny, almost seems a little silly, but, you know, we've come a long way from all of that. The past is the past, so we've all moved mm -hmm. forward, and, um... And you don't drag your past behind you to yeah. dwell on it and to throw it in somebody's face when it's you want to. Lesson. It's you drag it along or behind you to keep it as lessons learned. Yeah. That's that's how I see it and I I'm still learning. I I still have things in my past that I drag and then throw in front of me after a while and you know, poor pity me, but that's that's not what it's supposed to be. But again, we're all human. We yeah. we're all living you know, as sinners and, you know, to know that you're sinning and then sinning is one thing, but to be sinning and not knowing and being aware of it until you finally see it, then it's, it's a different. And, and that's when you ask for forgiveness and, you know, it's kind of like how I teach the kids when you say, I'm sorry, don't apologize if you don't mean it and don't apologize if you're going to do it again. And it's the same thing of asking for forgiveness. Don't keep asking for forgiveness if you're going to keep repeating the same mistake. Yeah. Because it's not it's not right. Um, I mean, I think I think we we went through a big life lesson. Um, from Minas Maui to Minnesota to Texas. Oh my gosh. I love that song from Tracy Lawrence. Tracy Lawrence, right? Find out who your friends are. Yeah. That is legit, people. So the people that you think are your friends that will be there for you. When you need them the most, they are always too busy for you. And let me tell you, I've experienced that. We've experienced that. And then the ones who are your friends, when you are down and when you need help, they are there for you. Let me tell you, I have a friend that's always been there for me and I never really noticed it until I got to Minnesota and depended on her. She was my number one person I could run to whenever I needed something. And she always made something happen to protect us and to help us. And of course that was God's will and God's way too, but that's the true yeah. meaning of friendship when they're always there for you. Exactly. This person would always come to visit me in the hospital. Whenever I was in the hospital, she was there. Like you don't yeah. even need to ask her. She would even bring me stuff food, to eat and food yeah. and whatnot. And I'm like, I can't eat, but you know, thank you. But she was always, yeah. always there. And that's it's, the uh, real... That's what a real friendship did, is. Did, did you tell the story of Minnesota? No, I haven't told so, the story of Minnesota yet. I, it's my second episode. You so can't we sum it all up. We went up. We went up to Minnesota, and it was it was a lot of it, it was uh, <coughs> cult related. But we got kind of led there by some friends, you know, people we considered friends, and um, promised a place to stay. And when we reached, when we touched the ground in Minnesota. Literally, it was like we were there with ground. different people. Um, they were gonna take us around, and, and I'm glad we explored on our own. Um, they were really it felt normal, though. suburb, um, homeowners association type people, and we're not. We're very simple country folk. So we we drove out and we saw Rogers, and we thought, wow, this is really cool, and this is kind of like the country in Minnesota. We had no idea. <laughs> 
Beyond Rogers was Big Lake, which was a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. So we, we explored into a lot of that stuff because now we're in a hotel. We got no place to go, you know. Um, and in Minnesota, you're looking at 2000 a month to rent an apartment, you know. It's not horrible to buy a house, but to rent a place is just ridiculous. So we saw no way of getting on our feet out there. I mean, it was like we're always held back. Nothing seemed to be falling in place. We're going from hotel to hotel, whatever was cheaper at certain times and trying to rent different cars. And so we we had some problems trying to rent a car to get to Texas. We bought a $2,000 rusted out Suburban. <laughs> Lost and, his uh, brakes in, in Oklahoma. Yeah, lost our brakes in Oklahoma. I mean, and I'm talking <laughs> not far from the Oklahoma-Kansas line. Oh, my god! And it's a good thing I grew up on a farm and I'm a mechanic because I crimped the brake line that went to the wheel that the caliper blew, filled it up with, with brake fluid and, you know, pumped it up, got somewhat of a pedal and drove it into central Texas. So we drove through... Northern Texas into Central Texas. It felt like forever. And it's and it is interesting because um we, we were looking at you know getting over towards Houston and there were some opportunities there. And I have a friend that lives in Comanche and, and that's kind of been who I've been going to and talking to. And I mean you wanna talk about God leading you on a path. We're inquiring on vehicles and the girl says, Oh, check out Brownwood, you you'll love it. Um, just check it out when you come here because, you know, you, you plan on coming here to see us anyway. So we we decided to stay in Brownwood, and I asked my friend Manny. He said it's a nice place. And so we checked it out and stuff. And, again, we were stuck in hotels. I, I was trying to find a job, and um, I couldn't find one in Brownwood. And we wound up staying in a hotel in Stevensville, which is an hour, <clears throat> an hour east of, uh, like, northeast of uh, Brownwood. And so Comanche's right in between that where my friend Manny lives. So we're up in Stevensville and I get a job out there. And uh not too long after that we inquire on apartments over here in uh Comanche and we got helped out big time by them and they understood and got us in here really quick. I mean things happened so fast it felt like we were just in the right place. We just got led here and you know i mean we just moved into this place and we're not broke yeah you know we're not using up my whole paycheck we're we're slightly furnished we're slowly building that up <laughs> i'm slightly building up my tool collection week by week until you know I'm my toolbox is full at work and it makes my career a little easier and you know all of that stuff so we're on the right path just from being in the right place, I feel. Mm-hmm. Minnesota just was not the fit for us. The people we were around no was just not... You know, the people you... here are so different. Like, it's just... It's it's a good different. It, it's what we were brought up around back in Maui yeah. before. You know, people were always there lending a helping hand, taking their shit off their back to help you, you know, like... That's the kind of people you want to be around and associate with. The Maui with. we felt we lost is kind of like Texas. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. I just, I love it. I'm, it's great. I'm enjoying it. I'm hoping to build up my baking again. I have a 
baking page um instagram and facebook if you want to check it out um keely's country kitchen is one of them and keely's nope keely's country kitchen is facebook and uh truly best bakery is my instagram and um if you go ahead and follow that and check it out and if you're here in texas uh let me know i can definitely arrange something i love to bake stuff and bake to sell and you know even bake to donate if, if that's the case for churches um but i enjoy doing that and that's something that i was told by another person that i would be able to succeed up here and do um given that i have a health condition i can't really go and physically manual labor a job like a normal person could or well like you could um you know i i tend to get tired too fast i get swollen I, i'm dealing with heart failure and i think that being here in texas kind of helped postpone heart surgery because we basically came here um to the mainland well to minnesota for medical reasons because i was going to need heart surgery and uh, they were going to send me back to the mainland anyway, and we figured we'd just move it along and, and start going to the mainland already to find the doctors. And <clears throat> I've dealt with top-notch doctors a lot. Uh, back in 2006, I was directed to the best surgeon in the world in California, and that best surgeon in the world screwed up my heart. Um, with that being said, I was directed to the Mayo Clinic, which... Mayo Clinic is a good clinic, I can give you that, but um, the cardiologist there wanted me to take medications that I was allergic to, and I told him I was allergic to it, and he said, well, we're going to have you go and take it, and I'm like, okay, and I walked out and never went back again, because I'm not going to take something that I know I'm allergic to that can cause breathing issues, right? It's common sense. I got here to Texas, and they're just on it, I mean... You know, do the test. Let's get you into a cardiologist. Let's see what they say. Let's see what's going on with your heart. You know, um, of course, medical insurance issues kind of postponed that a little bit. But, you know, they're they're willing to just kind of get it going and, and understand the medication that I'm on and the medications that I'm allergic to and not willing to test the waters to see if this is going to really make you feel a certain way by just taking it because they want to see for the heck of it. I don't know. But... Overall, Texas have been, I believe, a blessing to us and a blessing to the kids. The kids, honestly, they have been so happy. They've had less arguments. Mm -hmm. um, they actually, we actually feel more of a connected family than we did in Maui. Um, we did feel like we were losing connection with each other, um, with the kids, and, and just everybody kind of going their own paths. That's such a you know, the wrong time. And I think Texas kind of brought us back together and kind of kind of have that hold on us now. And, um, you know, once we kind of get more established and whatnot, then we can, you know, do a little more family things. Um, the kids love animals, so we're hoping that we could get a place with pastures and get animals yep. and... You know, like I told you last night, I have a vision and I, I see your dad moving up here, which is funny. But I see your dad moving up here and I see the cattle that you guys were raising in Maui. I see your cattle business growing up here. I really do. I see it being successful. I, 
I do see it, but that's all I see. I, I see just success growing. And I think that overall we will be successful and we don't need to live paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, let me tell you that what we were renting back in Maui, you know, is the same price as this here. And it's a bigger apartment. It's, um, you know, it's it's closer to town. Uh, you know, Comanche's a small town. And that I think that's what I love about it, too. It's mm -hmm. a small town. And, um, we're slowly just building it up Population here. Population 4,000 something. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Texas is the best place to be. I mean, I think so. Texas mm -hmm. is true. That's great. Yeah. As long as you, as long as you don't try to come and change it. Don't come try to change something that's already been forever. Yeah. Know? Don't don't. You might as well not even go there if you want to change it. You, know, you, you want to keep no it as unique as it is, yeah. and that's what brings people here. You know, don't don't try to change it up because it's not your comfort level. Then you have to find someplace else that gives you that comfort. But Texas is comforting to us, so we enjoy yeah. it. But yeah. So, oh, final question, just because I thought of something. But do you believe in the rapture? I do. So Tony is constantly talking about revolution and reading the revolution part of the Bible. And um, <clears throat> let me remind you that Tony is 11 years old. So mm -hmm. he's constantly, he's very inspired by history and, and just the Bible in general. And he's, I guess, one of those kids I can basically thank God for too because he's taught me a lot as well. And um, we were walking to the mailbox the other day and <laughs> there was a horn <laughs> And it blew kind of like... Um, kind of like a trumpet. Kind of like a trumpet. It, yeah. it was a trumpet. It, it sounded exactly like a trumpet. And he before that, he was talking to me about the rapture. And after that, you hear this trumpet sound, and he stops, and he just looks at me. And I was like, what's the matter? And he goes, I thought the rapture was coming. And I was like, what? And he's like, I was going to ask God, why is it coming too soon? I'm not an adult yet. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought it was so funny and so cute how he... He just stopped in his tracks and he was like ready to just like give his all to God. He, he, was, he was ready. And these kids are just are ready whenever God is. That's, that's the scary thing um, that I feel because my children are more ready than I am. I'm not really ready. But um, I guess as you get closer to God and build a stronger relationship, you'll have no problem being ready. Yeah. I just feel that there's so much more that I have to do and... And I haven't gotten to do it yet. And I think that's why. There's like so much that I have to do that's my, my mission that I haven't done yet. But as we all know, it's it's coming. Um, there's so much antichrist and there's so much evil in the world that he's coming. He's coming to claim the good ones. And, you know, we, we got to be ready. So much people are now was antichrist are now turning to christ and and i mean the people that i see now getting so into worship it's like it's hard to even believe it's just kind of like i don't know it's it's so surreal but and that's the nice thing about texas you're around <clears throat> so many other christians and yeah it's it nobody gets offended if you say god bless you or yeah. have a blessed day or you know or talk about and they say that christ every you know they'll say that to you themselves. every day yes Yep. And I actually went in the doctor's office that one time 
And on top of the wire, I think I remember showing you, it said, um, wash your hands and pray because germs and Jesus is everywhere or, or something like that. And, um, <clears throat> I thought that was a pretty cool, a pretty cool sign. I took a picture of it. Look, <clears throat> my voice is going cracked again. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that was cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, Mr. Lopes, thank you for joining me on oh, my podcast. And me. I hope that we can continue doing this together. Maybe, uh, that would be Sounds nice. Sounds good to me. Um, so, uh, like comment, or I don't know how this really works, but, um, again, thank you all for joining us again, my husband, Mark, and I'm yours truly. Y'all have a wonderful, blessed Sunday.